Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode on the Bruise Not Broken podcast. It's your lovely host Destiny and today we are going to be talking about what you are willing to give up for God, okay? But before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a moment and give God thanks. Like, thank you God for waking me up this morning and getting me started and on my way Thank you, God, for putting breath in my body. That is how I know you're not finished with me yet. Thank you, God, for the little things, for the sun, for the stars, for the moon, for the sky, for the water that is in me. Like, I just thank you, God, for every little thing, because without you, I would not be here today. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you for the strength to get us through what we were currently going through, God. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, God, for your grace, for your mercy, and for your peace. Thank you, God. You know, sometimes we don't give enough thanks, and I just had to take that moment to say thank you, God, for just letting me be a vessel. Thank you for forming me into a messenger. This is a great opportunity, and I just I just thank him. I thank him for everything. <laughs> thank you for the clothes on my back, for the food in my stomach, for the roof over my head, because sometimes we forget that if it weren't for God, we wouldn't have it. We'd be outside somewhere on the streets. So... I don't know, this may be for you, but just take a moment and give God thanks for the little things. Because if it weren't for the little things, you wouldn't have the big things that you now hold today. So today's episode is going to be coming from Luke chapter 7. And the topic is, will you give your last to God? Will you give your last to God? And I'm not going to read all of chapter 7, but... I want to really focus on verses 36 through 50. And to sum it up, this is basically uh, when a sinful woman was forgiven by Jesus. And it reads, One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the, anoint- with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said to him Simon I have something to say to you and he answered say it teacher a certain money lender had two debtors one owed 500 denarii and the other 50 when they could not pay he canceled the debt of both now which of them will love him more and Simon answered the one I suppose for whom he canceled the larger debt and he said to him you have judged rightly then turning toward the woman he said to Simon do you see this woman I entered your house, you gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? 
And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So again, that was Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. And I want to pick it apart a little bit. You know, I like to dive deep into the word. So I want to talk to you about it bit by bit. So a sinful woman had an alabaster jar of ointment. Now, alabaster back then was known as being the best material for storing ointment. So this ointment was special to her. It was something that cost her. She stood behind Jesus and cried at his feet, wetting his feet with her tears. Now, we heard about Jesus washing the feet of the disciples with water and drying them with the towel. But instead of water and a towel, this woman used what she had in that moment to honor Jesus. That's the word in itself right there. And I'm not saying that the tears were forced, but she didn't need the water because her tears were enough to wet the feet of Christ. I know you may not believe this right now, but your tears are enough. God sees the tears you cry behind closed doors when you call on him for help. Now, this woman was bold because to be a sinner, and some assume she was a prostitute, but to be this infamous sinner and to walk in the house of a Pharisee, it took great courage and determination because the Pharisees were held at a high level in the Jew culture due to their strict observance of traditional law. But this woman, she heard that Jesus was reclining at the table of Simon and walked into the house and began to honor Jesus in a way that the Pharisee was too blind to see. She was like, I don't care whose house it is. I care about being in the room. I just picture this woman like being a sin. She was, she woke up this morning or she woke up that morning, you know, going about her day and she felt something in her spirit that said, I forgive you. Who knows? It could have been an angel or it could have been a whisper, but she felt forgiven in her spirit. And so when she heard that Jesus was reclining at a table at Simon's house, she was like, I need to go show that appreciation. Like, just picture this for a moment. Okay, Simon, a Pharisee held at a high level. And this woman who's assumed to be this notorious sinner, she had this change in her heart. And she went in that house. She said, I don't care who it is. I don't care who owns this building. I don't care. All I care about is being in the room. And you may ask, well, why did it take such courage and determination? Well, because she had to go against culture to get to Christ. And she stood firm in her purpose to not let the look of the Pharisee stare her away from the anointing. Okay, she didn't let that stare her away from anointing the feet of Jesus were her sacrifice. This was a personal matter, y'all. She brought what she had to the table as a gift to Jesus, not to the Pharisees, not to the disciples, but this, this sacrifice was specifically for Jesus. This gift was specifically to anoint the feet of Jesus, to honor him. So let's pause for a second and talk about how we need to not focus on who is going to be in the room. You don't have to be the flyest, most successful or most outgoing person for Jesus to notice you. Jesus is God's son, so he knows what God knows, and he knows 
who you are by looking at your heart, not your outer appearance. And this woman, despite the name she'd been called behind her back, she came to Jesus front and center, no matter how she looked and who was watching. Mm. Sometimes we get so caught up with who is watching that we try to put on this front that God ain't buying. God can't get to the core of your issues because you have yet to be real with yourself. Don't worry about who is going to be there. Just make sure that when the blessing comes, you are in the room. Like, God told me this when it came to registering for the Woman Evolve Conference uh, for this year. And I wanted to go to her last conference, but I was too afraid to go by myself. And I didn't know who I was going to be in the room. So I didn't go. But God blessed me in December of last year and I grabbed me a ticket, y'all, because I feel like something is going to happen in that atmosphere that I need to be a part of and I won't let my fear of being solo hold me back. So don't worry about who all is going to be there, okay? Just make sure that you're in the room because God is going to do something once you step foot into that room. And I don't know what the room is, where the room is. I don't know, you know, where God is calling you to. But there has been something God has placed in your heart. He wants you to be in that room. He wants you to be in that environment. Because once you get into that environment, something is going to happen to you. Something is going to be awakened in you. Something is going to be shaken up inside of you. So make sure you're in the room. So let's go to Simon the Pharisee. He welcomed Jesus in his house but was a little hostile questioning the actions of Jesus. He was like, why would Jesus let such a woman wash his feet? Clearly, he's not a prophet. Because if he was a prophet, he would know who and what this woman was. Hey, y'all. Just wanted to take a quick pause and let you guys know that if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please do so already. And do your girl a favor. If you support the podcast, you support me. Drop a review in a comment below. It only takes a few seconds. I will greatly appreciate it. The more reviews, the more exposure the show gets. So do your girl a favor and drop the review below. Now let's get back to the show. So like I said before, Jesus looks at the heart while Simon and the others looked at the outer appearance of this woman. What she did and the mistakes she's made is how they defined her. Simon thought he could read hearts because he knew this woman was a sinner. But Jesus showed that he is the one that can truly read hearts by exposing Simon's. Jesus used a parable to demonstrate that the more we are forgiven, the more we should love. Such as the woman expressed when her tears wet Jesus' feet. She was so emotionally moved by the forgiving of her sins, she probably couldn't believe that someone like her can be forgiven of such sins. And I don't know about you, but I felt like that woman. I couldn't believe that someone with my past could be forgiven. And when I learned that Jesus forgave me of my sins, I was deeply moved. Knowing that his love covers all. I don't need to sit in shame. I don't need to sit in this darkness because Jesus is light. And if I believe in Jesus, I too have that light within me. So I don't need to allow, you know, my past to define me because it doesn't. My sins are washed away. I am renewed. I am new. And I'm not defined by my mistakes. I'm not defined by what I once did. I'm def- I'm defined by who God says I am, you know? And you may ask, well, how did you know that you were forgiven? Well, 
I kept seeing God show up in my life time and time again through grace and mercy. And if I wasn't forgiven, God wouldn't be doing that. But he forgave me and I see him show up all the time in my life. And I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And at that moment, when I learned that I wasn't, you know, that past me, when I learned that I was washed and renewed and restored, I was moved. I was very emotional like this woman because I couldn't see past my old self. I couldn't see past that little girl who wanted the attention, that little girl who, you know, called herself ugly. I couldn't see past that. But knowing the love of Jesus and knowing that he forgave me and still loves me despite all that I've been through, I I had to show him my appreciation by spending time with him and investing more into our relationship. And I'm saying all this to say, you know, don't be Simon. Stop judging people based on what you think you know. Christ welcomes all sinners who are willing to deny themselves and follow him. Okay? Who are we to try to turn people away from a love that wasn't given by us? You don't know what that person been through. You don't know what they had to overcome to get to where they are today. So stop judging people and start loving one another. Okay? If you are a true follower of Christ, you need to represent that. And to tie everything back together, like... Are you willing to give your last to Jesus? Are you willing to give your last to God? This woman, this alabaster flask of ointment was so expensive that people probably were like, why don't you go sell this? You could have made money instead of, you know, using this and not get nothing in return. But they were ignorant because what she was getting was forgiveness. And that forgiveness freed her. She was no longer shackled by her sins. She was no longer shackled by her shame because Jesus freed her through forgiving her. That's a word for somebody. That's a word from somebody. I don't know what it is for you. It may be finances. It may be your only child, but are you willing to give your last to God? If God says, hey, all you got is $5 in your account, give it to me. Are you willing to give it to God? Because in doing so, you're going to get better. You're going to get better than you can ever imagine. Have you guys seen the picture when it was like um, this little kid and they wanted this bear? But God was taking away a bear because he had a bigger bear behind his back. That's how I feel in this moment. God is asking you to give something that's so near and dear to your heart so that he can give you better. God is asking for you to give up something that comes at a cost to you. What comes at a cost to you? What is a sacrifice that can be an offering to God? What is it? Think about it. Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your car. Whatever it is, pray on it and go to God. Because there is something that you need to give up so that God can give you better. You've been praying on God, hey God, I need better in this area, I need better in that area, but God has been asking you to give him this one thing and you've been holding out on him. Give it to him so that you can get better than you ever imagined. Like, just being real, we can't say that, oh, I'm a follower of Christ, oh, I'm a Christian, but I neglect to show Jesus any appreciation by not giving him, you know, my time, my heart, my mind. Jesus is asking, What are you bringing to the table? 
You're asking me for this, that, and the third, but what are you bringing to me? Faith without works is dead. What are you going to bring to the table? What are you bringing? Let that sink in. Think about it for a moment. And, you know, maybe answer that before the next episode pops up next Monday. But seriously, think about it. What are you bringing to the table? You're asking Jesus, hey, Jesus, bring me a man. But what are you bringing to the table? Are you bringing discipline? Are you bringing self-love? Are you bringing uh, self-control and peace and patience? What are you bringing to the table? You want Jesus to bring you a man, but you have yet to start your healing journey. You have yet to unravel the things inside of you that need to be let go of. What are you bringing to the table so that when God blesses you, when, when Jesus brings it, you're not going to, you know, mess up what you prayed so much for. You're asking Jesus to bring you a six figure business, but you're bringing procrastination to the table, not time management. You're not bringing any organization, but yet you want this business to, you know, be successful. No, you need to bring something better. What are you bringing to the table? So, like I said before, let that sink in. Write that down in your journal so that you can answer it later. But that wraps up today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love and appreciate you guys so much. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys in the next episode.